Live from Gutter Cat Studios in the Metaverse, Whoa. it's time for another episode of the Crazy About Crypto Show. And now here's your host, Crazy Carl. hey oh, Welcome to the show. We have so many people in this space already. Thanks for being here. And if you're listening to the podcast, hello from all around the world. And welcome to the Crazy About Crypto Show, an interactive live podcast on Twitter Spaces for anyone exploring crypto and wanting to learn more from others that have already dived into the space. From NFT artists to savvy crypto investors to everyday people just like you and I, this is a place where we can come together and learn about this new wave of innovation. Today's guest made a quick rise to fame in the NFT space. With nearly 45,000 followers, he has become a top leader in all things NFTs. From investing to collecting to being a leading strategist for NFT projects, he is constantly helping the space grow through grassroots efforts, building behind the scenes, while simultaneously holding an insane amount of Twitter spaces to connect with community. It is my absolute pleasure to share the stage with the one and only tropo farmer what's going on man dude what the hell that was that was awesome (laughs) (laughs) you know i always wanted to make uh this like this live production on twitter spaces to make it really feel like you're like at a show and so getting those like sound bites was a huge part so that i really appreciate that affirmation that means a lot man so thanks so (laughs) so yeah good now you're hyped up that's good now the the (laughs) show has started now you know like this is the we're here we're gonna give the people what they want and that is to learn everything there is to know about Tropo Farmer. So to get started, the same question I always ask to start the show, which is just tell us a little bit about how you started in the crypto or NFT space, whichever came first. Um, yeah, it was really like, it was it was really with, well, I've been aware of crypto, of course, because I'm like a, a big fucking nerdo. Um, <laughs> yeah. Can I swear in here? Should I not swear? No, you can swear. That's fine. All right. Do you, do you need to like bleep stuff? No, there's no bleep like button, button, man. This is this right. is raw, unedited. <laughs> this is the no filter show. Go for it. Uh, All right. Uh, yeah. So I, I was aware, uh, but you know, a couple years ago, and I, I'd done some, let's say, like light uh, buying in crypto in like 2017. Mm-hmm. And it was just like kind of got got very very interested in like the analysis part of it, and spent like like probably a couple weeks just like hardcore diving in because I've got I don't know what I've got, but it's got to be some uh, something. I'm just so absorbed when I get into new uh, projects or hobbies, you know. I, I did you read like a lot of ICO papers and things like that? Were you like deep? Were you deep in like in 2017, 18 when all that the craze was going on with uh, coin uh, drops? It, it was more about like just the like the chart analysis kind of shit. Mm, okay, okay. And not like, not did, even about the projects, um, but like you know, if I get a new car, or, you know, or or if I get a new game, like I like to read the manual first before even like start playing or you know i like to go into the settings options and see what uh what what the settings are before i even start playing a game That's yeah like kind of what i do right on so yeah i dug in and just did like and in, in, invested like probably a couple 
thousand bucks, which was like, you know, a lot for me. And, uh, it went up and then like it went down and then I was like, fuck, I was like, <laughs> well, I'm not doing that again. And, uh, yeah, I kind of just laid low for a couple of years and then I discovered top shot mm-hmm. in February when I was up late with my son, uh, he was like, just turned two mm-hmm. and yeah, I just learned about it and was like instantly like taken to it. You know, I just kind of envisioned, uh, what, what this kind of meant. Cause I'd already been doing sport card collecting. Uh, that's my dog. He's excited. He's not, <laughs> he's not I was, right was going to say, is that your, is that your, uh, two year old in the background? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, so I was like, yeah, I've been doing sports cards collecting my whole life and kind of just recently got more into it That's past couple it. years. So it's crazy to hear you say that because there's a lot of people I feel like in the space that kind of had a that got into NFT space and they were really into collectibles. They kind of got the NFT side of things a lot faster than most because they're they were already into to collectibles. So, uh, and it sounds like from from the way that you're talking that that NFTs were really the moment you saw like a, the uh, we talk a lot on the show about conviction moment, like when you really had the conviction to go all in that you, you it was more than just reading charts or trying to buy dips and and day trade it was more like i believe in the like the longevity of the space so tell me a little bit about like the conviction moment for you in terms of uh in terms of nfts because it sounds like that's where it really happened yeah i think it was kind of like that night and you know it, it was just like instantaneous um because i think it represented a convergence of a lot of things that i was interested in you know, technology, collecting, community, mm-hmm. and uh, Top Shot in particular, and, and sports too. Um, Top Shot in particular was like, I just saw that as like, oh, this is like fucking sweet. You know, this is like, it just instantly appealed to me on, on all those different angles and different ways, um, kind of all in one product. And I was like, oh, this is like, it, it was just cool from like the tech side of it and you know i've been familiar with blockchain but i hadn't seen it applied to collectibles really yeah Um, because i I hadn't i hadn't been keeping up at all um and you know as a sports fan it was really intriguing and then just going to their discord that night and seeing like all the crazy shit going on and the insanity, I was like, oh, this is exciting as fuck. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Top Shot was definitely like an onboarding ramp for so many people in the NFT space because they're, it, it was an easy draw that you saw like the value prop and then it was like, okay, let me explore other things and getting into like the Ethereum blockchain then. Um, what what made you get into, because now you, you've went from in February's like starting to look at Top Shot and now you're like advising NFT uh, companies that are wanting to do projects. Like, how did that transition happen? How did you go from being like an investor or collector to, to basically really helping uh, projects kind of create a roadmap and create and develop their, their product? Uh, I think just because I'm like bored. I just get bored and like tweet a lot and uh, kind of found that I enjoyed 
uh, shit posting and, you know, kind of related to that, helping to guide people. Yeah. Uh, you know, see, when, seeing, seeing kind of what I considered poor decisions or highlighting the things that I thought people were doing really well. Um, I've just been always opinionated. Like I'm a big fat opinionated asshole. So I just, <laughs> well, I'm like have all these things come out that I am able to give an opinion about and have a platform to do it. Um, and additionally, like I, my previous job, uh, I had, I, I was in professional services, okay. uh, consulting with web application development. Oh, okay. So it fit into kind of your, what you already were doing. Yeah. I think, mean, you know, I, I'd been working with big companies before, like through advising on projects and actually working through design and UX and implementation and all that, all that stuff that goes along with launching, uh, you know, massive web applications. So it's just, it's kind of natural. Um, and it was just uh, way more fun. Yeah, that is, I mean, I'm glad you said that because it is, it's like you're doing something productive, you're building community and at this, which, I mean, that's what Web 3.0 is all about, right? It's all about community. And so that's why, you know, before the show, we were kind of talking about you leaving your nine to five and uh, going all in. And I think the one reason I'm so bullish on you is because you're really good at creating community, which is what Web 3.0 is all about. Uh, And so when you started getting into the space and you had these and you started helping you know these other projects was it something where because of the the community that you had gathered around your your twitter that people were starting to reach out for help from you or were you uh at the beginning kind of marketing yourself and trying to let people know that you you'd be interested in helping them develop their projects as well um i think a bit of both you know earlier on and well certainly now as well but i wanted to help you know help individuals get onboarded or help projects um just because i'd been helped and i i firmly believe as i'm sure most of us do that we you know we we all uh will make the space better if we are committed to helping each other yeah. improve so, 100%. um, it, it came to a point where like, I just needed to charge for, for that improvement that time because, you know, it was starting to get like limited and either I, you know, I, I stopped doing it or I started like actually making some money off of it. And that's when I was like, realized, you know, this could really be a full-time position. And actually, like I, I thought that back in March, you know, probably after like a month of being around and I was like, it was just a goal, like kind of a dream that I wanted to do this full time. And there were points along the way where I was like, is this the time? Is this right. the time? <laughs> and I'm sure it would have been, but I needed to obtain, you know, financial security uh, first. And I don't mean like I'm, I, I have enough to retire. I, I mean like just enough of like six months of living ex- expenses. Yeah. Yeah. You got and it. Yeah. Getting that is when, allowed uh, my wife to feel comfortable and certainly myself with potentially not having any income for that period. So, you know, when, when days like today happen, we're like shits down. It's like, I feel okay with that. um, Personally, just because, you know, I've got that six months 
stored away. And, you know, I think I've made good in purchases and investments in NFT. So like, right. You know, it's shitty when shit goes down, of course, but I, I feel fine with it because of that. Yeah. I mean, when you have conviction in the projects that you choose to buy in, it makes it a lot easier during these down markets and we, um, to hold on and not freak out and undercut and try to sell, uh, at losses and then end up regretting it in three weeks when everything's back at all time highs. And so it's, yeah, uh, but like some people got to do it though. I mean, I don't yeah. know what their situations are. And exactly. Like, some people, you know, but that's what I love about that message. Cause I think it's an important message in investing anyways, is that you should always invest money, especially in a volatile, any volatile market. Volatile doesn't mean bad. It just means you have to be able to withstand kind of those, those crazy up and down swings. And so it's, it's always nice to go into a space like this and be able to know like, if you are investing it, you shouldn't have to, you know, be liquidating in a few weeks. Like you, you should, you shouldn't be investing money in this space that you need uh, to go up immediately, or you're going to be struggling. Like this is this money you put in this space, you should be uh, planning to be able to hold it for a while. It's not, these aren't necessarily short term investments, you know, and uh, you lose a lot. I think we all learn the hard way uh, in investing that trying to to flip quick flip can always turn uh really quickly in a bad market and we can lose a lot of money so it's just uh it's important i think it is important for people to remember uh in the space is that you know always always uh invest money that you don't you can afford to hold on to in the space and not have to liquidate because you absolutely need it um be smart about what you invest you know yeah uh, but I, I mean, I'm not smart about it. <laughs> we, you know, that's a uh, that's something that is. It's funny that you say that though, because I've uh, being in crypto for three years. I my wife uh, would say the same thing about uh, several projects that I invest in that I was really passionate. I talked to her about all the time, and then they just slowly kept going down and down, and then they're like, like at zero. Like I couldn't even liquidate at one point. I was like, well, fuck, you know now. <laughs> now <laughs> now I got to start over, but it is, I mean, it, there's that learning curve, man, and everyone, I mean, that's what this show's for, that's what, you know, we're trying to help guide people as much as we can, but at the end of the day, the ultimate learning experience is when you, when you have to do it and learn the hard way on your own, that's when it kind of clicks. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I, I really, after Tom shot, I put in like 500 bucks, um, on a project, and that's really what started my bankroll. And if that didn't work out, like I don't know, I like I probably would have just sat on the sidelines for a while. That's amazing, uh, though, man, to hear that. I mean, and it, I've heard stories like that more and more in the last few months. Of like, I mean, that's smart because one, you didn't put in more than you couldn't lose, right? And look at what you've been able to build from that of just compounding your successes. And I think. You don't like it's good to hear these stories because you don't need uh, $30,000 to get started. You know, you don't have to buy the top project right now because there's so many other cool projects that are being developed every month. I mean, you just have to really take your time and learn and 
like figure out what you really passionate about and then go for it. And, you know, if you lose, like if you lost 500 bucks, it was like, whatever, you know, but, but you didn't. And you can also see the flip side of that. And like the wins that you can have in this community is like insane seeing the value. people. So I mean, if I would have lost 500 bucks, you know, to be honest, it wasn't chump change for me at, uh, at the time. So, you know, it was, I would say, not not insignificant so i just you know it after i think i spent like four thousand bucks on top shot which is crazy because like that was significant for me mm-hmm. and i like was just like buying singles um from people on like just in discord like sending them venmo and paypal and shit and like they could have scanned me so easily but i never got scammed That's uh, which is cool and at that point, I was like, I kind of had an inkling, like a feeling of NFT people being for some reason trustworthy more so than like typical marketplaces. And I don't know why that is, but like I just have found that to be true in, in pretty much every situation. But granted, there are obviously a lot of scams going on, but I have, uh, I guess when dealing with individuals, I have yet to have a negative experience. That's good. Yeah. And I mean, the, the scam, like they're, the scammers are, are out there lurking, but it, it, I mean, if you find like an honest person in the space, every, everyone in the NFT space, that's not a scammer or, you know, someone trying to basically, uh, take advantage of us. I mean, it, it would, it's a, it's such a cool, I mean, that's why the space is growing so quickly because it is such a, uh, like a organic and positive space. It's just such a cool thing to be a part of. So, yeah. I have I, one question I wanted to make sure to ask as you've been advising some of these NFT projects now is like, what's a, one of the biggest pieces of feedback that you find yourself giving NFT projects you advise? Like what's, what's a lesson that you feel like you're learning or that, you know, you can pass on to them to be able to be successful in launching or kind of growing what they want to do? Are you there? Yeah, I'm just thinking about it. You're just thinking about that? Yeah, it's not. (laughs) I was like, I don't know if we got rugged for a second. I was like, it's a long pause. But yeah, I mean, that is a a little heavy question. I get that. I I think it's, I think it's important to consider like not, not roadmap per se, but just have a plan for where you're going to take your project and where you're going to take your community. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it sounds trite, but do things with them in mind. Yeah. Um, it's, it's extremely difficult to please everybody and impossible. But I think if you can demonstrate a, a willingness to, to do so and have actions that back it up, um, I mean, that would be my biggest advice. But of course, it just depends on the project and the situation. And the things kind of I've been chatting about lately, um, you know, with the uninterested unicorns, it's like we just have a Discord channel going for the team and you know they bring things up and i kind of give my feedback and we have uh, regular calls um once or twice a week just to like check in on status and you know in addition to that there's an aspect of promotion as well through twitter Mm -hmm. so yeah it's uh it's really like whatever they kind of need guidance with at the moment um i'm working with another project now and they're a bit earlier but uh you know we went through 
some Figma designs, uh, some prototypes, and I was just kind of giving feedback on that. So it just depends on what stage the project is in. Mm, okay, I love that. So, I mean, but so the, the in terms of art or in terms of community, I mean, the biggest thing, it's not, it's, it's not as much about the art has to be cool, but it's more about, like, making sure that there's a, there's a mission or there's a reason that this project exists. And it's not just, it's not like, let's put this out there and, and uh, like take advantage of this crazy bull NFT market. It's like, what's, what's the reason that you want to do this project? What's, is it to build community? Is it, what, what's the goal? Do you find yourself at asking that question a lot of like, like what, what do we, what do you, what's the, uh, what are we trying to achieve? Yeah. yeah. Maybe, you know, I think if you don't have a good answer for that uh, as as a project creator, then you should probably stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and you see that a lot now with, I mean, the projects that have seemed to be taking more of a spotlight are very, some of them are very mission driven, you know, like they... The, the the cause behind it is is in a lot of ways bigger than just the NFT between like I mean world of women you think of that or like alphabetes with the education aspect it's like there there's definitely like there's there's a reason they're trying to fill a space that that needs to be filled and uh, it, it is interesting that you say that because I agree I think like even if you don't have a crazy roadmap you don't want to overpromise but at the same time you have to have like a reason why you're even starting this project. Like we see it all the time where these projects are getting launched and they kind of get a craze and then they go down. Uh, and I think like a lot of the times the ones that don't get propped back up and kind of die are because they didn't really have any sort of, there, there was nothing to really draw that community in from the beginning. Cause they didn't really have anything they were driving towards. Yeah. So I and like, I, yeah, oh. it, doesn't, it, it doesn't need to be like some kind of grandiose vision. Like, yeah, I think just having, uh, a plan and a team that can rally around that vision it might just be enough mm-hmm. you know and hopefully somebody, hopefully that resonates with somebody you start to form a, a, a foundation and then you're able to build on that yeah what do you look for in projects as you that you want to be a part of do you do when like let's say the unicorns come to you and they're like we want you to advise us right now are you like yeah i'll I'll take on any new clients because i'm not like swamped or do you do some vetting process and determining like i want to help like i'm going to choose to be a, a part of this project or not part and uh what makes what are some of the things that you look for in terms of that i'm sure some of it crosses over to what we just talked about as well yeah it's uh it's really all about like how much money I can get from it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate that's that only, honesty. Yeah. That's the only qualification that I have. That and um, then that's a probably a good qualification now that you're uh <laughs> doing this full time. <laughs> uh no, like with them it was uh you know, we're hearing it more and more, but it's like the people behind it is really what's important. And uh with that project in particular, I I just had a chat with with their founder Terrence and I was like almost instantly like all right this guy's got his shit together and like he has a a history of success and has a vision for his project and has already established a good team and has created the art and it's basically like has very far along with this thing um and really at that point it was it was just me (laughs) just me kind of providing some uh 
not even like the formation of the project or the mission of it or or the look or you know kind of any of those core aspects of it it was really about just getting feedback and mm-hmm. providing feedback to them and you know um helping with just like kind of you know we they were setting up the discord and i gave some feedback about like a little bit of the structure and and incentives to get the the community going in there and like nothing earth shattering but just kind of um weeks along the way that i hope would uh help them achieve greater success that's awesome it was it was really about like not it's really about the people like they they uh got their shit together and uh I like what I've seen from them and, and our private conversations have all been very positive and, and rewarding. So, I mean, it's they, just kind of a vibe check. I think yeah. What it comes down to. That's great. I mean, and we talk, they talk a lot about, and I mean the space, we talk a lot about you betting on the people. And I, I, I really agree with that. I think that at the end of the day, you know, we're, the people that are, are building the projects are the ones that are going to be driving a lot of what happens at the beginning, especially. And then overall, overall hopefully the community kind of can take hold of it, just like we see with the apes. Um, but it, that's that's awesome. And then as as we continue, I'm curious, uh, you, you know, we're seeing this evolution from Web 2.0 now to Web 3.0 in terms of the utility side that, um, you, you know, we're seeing played out in NFTs that we really didn't even see, even when you started in February, the the utility side of things wasn't as active, but now we're seeing projects like the Board Apes continuing to add utility. Pixel Vault is doing a crazy job. Guttercat Gang keeps doing things to add value. It's like all of these projects are just like finding new ways to add value. So I'm kind of curious as you think about like long term, like where Web 3.0 goes and like the utility side of NFTs. Um, how does that how does that play a factor in um, how this whole evolution away from web 2.0 kind of, uh, gets expedited, how it's, it, I feel like the move is going to happen faster because of, because we're starting to see the utility side of NFTs. I'm curious what your thoughts are on, on kind of that transition from web two. That, I mean, that's really what I'm most interested in. Like the stuff going on now is like very exciting, but long term like i i, I want to be more involved in utility for uh other industries and mm-hmm. i think that's you know i think we all know like that's really where nfts are going to really uh make their mark in the world is like <laughs> real world application of this technology like you know just dumb shit like ticketing you know it's very yeah. simple yeah and obvious but like that's the kind of stuff that i really want to be interested in helping uh either create businesses to to make use of that or advise companies with how to use uh blockchain and nfts particularly to really elevate their businesses yeah i mean like i think it's like everything you know like obviously there's a visual aspect to what we do now with art and that that is another area that I'm extremely interested in that I, I really didn't know I was before NFTs, but, um, you know, I, I think it'll come down to like art and utility. Yeah. And the utility aspect is, it's mind blowing. Cause we're so early. And like you said, like, 
like uh, the company Barnbridge is doing some crazy stuff with NFTs as like bonds and uh, like financial um, like financial tools that people can use. And then you see, you know, Mark Cuban talking about how he wants to get his tickets like uh, done as like an NFT so that you can, you know, you have this like piece of history if that game ends up being insane or something happening and it's just like it's super cool to think of how this whole the whole system evolves and you you now you're seeing like these franchises that are starting between like the apes or cats or like these are these are going to be like entertainment and just like the way that they're building to grow the community is like insane and at the same time it's almost like crowdfunding every time it happens so that they can reinvest and build build the build the business even more and it's just uh it's so cool to see what's happening like you said between entertainment and banking and uh i'm sure there's going to be others other um sides of utility that we can't even think up that someone smarter than us is working on right now but but it is it's so exciting because it, instead of being the product now we're able to uh we're able to kind of be a part of the like the evolution of the tech instead of being used by the tech. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's uh it's yeah. pretty empowering and I think that's kind of what drives a lot of people to the space. Yeah. I you know I've been I was around for the uh, when the internet kind of went nuts on the mid mid to late 90s. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was too young at that point. I was a teenager. Uh so even younger. So I I really was just a consumer of it and I was just witness to the proliferation of it. And that's what really got me excited with into technology and, um, the internet and creating web applications and websites. And that's really when my career in that started. And it's just like, so sick to be around in a position where I can actually do shit with web three. Yeah, and, yeah, where you can almost you create know. you. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's, it's yeah. insane. Like the things that we're able to do today, like would have never been thought about ten, fifteen years ago. Yeah, and uh, so, and still today, a lot of people don't even can't grasp it. It's it's kind of like um, it reminds me of. Uh, I think it was there was a early interview um, of I forget who it was now. Um, of someone talking about the internet on one of these like late night talk shows and like, uh, they just didn't get it at all. I think it was Letterman and he was just like kind of making fun of it. Um, and it's just like, no one understood like what the potential of the internet was in the nineties. And now you see like how it's evolved. And now like this new technology, it's almost like the, like trying to explain the internet in the, in the late eighties, early nineties to someone that is so used to sending paper mail. They're like, why do I need an email? Yeah. Well, fuck email. I don't like email anymore. No, email's um, going to probably change too. It's going to be there's going to be a new way to communicate. It's like everything's evolving. It's like it, you, it's just impossible to keep up. Right? That's why we get so ingrained and like they would talk about the rabbit hole, but it's real. Like we just like go down this rabbit hole cuz it's like every day there's something new that's that's cool that's being developed that we want to be a part of. Yeah, it, it's the strange thing is it's like I've got friends who are like they're smart and they 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 know technology and they even know crypto and like when i talk about nfts it just kind of confuses them and i really don't like i don't know if it's just like i i have dumb friends or what but like um it's just so strange that even people who are in 
technology and our forward thinking still at this point don't grasp the significance of nfts and maybe you know maybe we're wrong about it i don't think so but like you know that's a possibility as well but it's just indicative of uh kind of how how early we are in what we're doing and how uh premature mm-hmm. the you know acceptance is yeah and and we also see that too in terms of like you can just even see the number of users on like OpenSea like exponentially increasing everyone thought it was dead in march and april like going down for a couple months and then just like a boom after a lot of these avatar projects started coming on the scene like so many new people starting to come in the space it's just like as there's more and more utility and there's different types of brands like like the Adam Bomb Squad is like a cool example of like inc- like new companies that are able to incorporate a new community aspect into an existing yeah. brand, you know, like, like I think we're going to see a lot more of that. And every time it's just going to bring more and more people into the space. It's pretty exciting. So, yeah, you, I, I, I like that. I like what they're doing. I do too. I think oh, I'm yeah. a big fan of it. I think the I think it'll be interesting to see how they continue to play it out. And I think that I think it's hard to really, uh, really get on anyone early on because everyone's trying to figure it out and navigating in in that way. And as long as, I mean, you see over time the intentions of a project and how how they act, and that's the best way you can evaluate, you know, but I, I, I'm a big fan of that, what they're doing. And I think it's going to be really cool. Sure is. All right, so I want I wanted to ask you something that I know a lot of people that listen to the show are new to the space. And so I think one thing that I'm curious about, even for you, I mean, you kind of talked about how you love just giving your opinion and talking on Twitter and sending tweets out. Um, but you've built like such a crazy community. And I mean, a lot of people following you in a short time. I, I don't know if you had a huge following prior to the crypto space as well. But I was curious if you for someone that's just coming in the space and is like, how do I start building community? Maybe they don't know how to make art, but they, they're really passionate. Like, what are some tips that like even to myself, like how do I start finding people that will listen to my show? Or how do you how what's the best way to kind of engage community that you found? Um, you just got to find a project called the uh, board API club and <laughs> ape follow ape join it very early and uh, be there for it to explode. And, uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty, that's a good roadmap. Now everyone, uh, <laughs> let's get in our teleporters and go back four months so we can do this. We can get on and and build this big ass community. Uh, but no, I mean, that is somewhat true. Like you, you feel like you've grown a lot with the board ape community, uh, over the yeah, last few months. hundred percent. Yeah. Like, I, I, I didn't even use like Twitter before, uh, this year really. So, you know, a lot of it early on was just following people who are in the space and just, uh, being a dick in their replies and kind of going from there. Um, I, I think that's that's so cool though because that's kind of the I mean I my my first followers the people that really listened to my show at the beginning were all gutter cats because I was really big into the gutter cats and so I I mean I see I see what you're saying though as a community builds like if the gutter cat gang keeps building and growing then it's going to expand my following because I have a lot of others that share my stuff that are gutter cats and I imagine yeah. it's the same way like if you get really involved in a community and you really you you really connect and work in that community I mean you're going to grow as the 
community grows. I mean, it, it, that, I mean, as silly as it sounds, it makes sense. And I mean, it encourages, it should encourage people to find other projects that they like the community that they can get a part of and start growing in that space. Yeah. It, yeah, completely. Um, you know, with apes, I like to support the endeavors that, that they have going on. Um, you know, maybe it's just following them on, on Twitter and I'm sure that helps me out quite a bit, but if, you know, if they have a business, I'd like to purchase their product or service. Um, or if it's just something they want to share, kind of amplifying the message on Twitter. So there's definitely a, a, a lot that I gained, um, from apes and other communities by virtue of me supporting other people. Yeah. So yeah, very, very, um, very much uh, got more than I gave, I think, which has been awesome. <laughs> it's worked out. And I mean, it's uh, some of the growth too. I mean, finding some people that also you grow with, I'm sure there's other um, community members in the board apes that you feel like, you know, if you look back a few months ago, you guys have all kind of exploded um, simultaneously. And that's because you kind of grow together uh, from the ground up. And I think it goes back to like that community aspect. And I, I'm, I'm actually really happy that that was your answer, because I think at the end of the day, like that's, that is the secret is like, if you weren't working side by side and, you know, posting with other people in the space, you know, um, that have grown massively as well. I mean, it may not, you, you probably wouldn't be where you are today, but finding that those community members to grow with, it makes it easy. Cause it's like, you guys, you guys are constantly building each other up and, um, yeah. you know, you build that kind of respect in the community. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't grow your, your following or influence without other people. Right. Unless you're like faking it with, with, bots and pay accounts mm -hmm. uh in which case like you will fail so like you i mean that's that's the only way like you have to do it you have to do it for other people um as much as like what i do is is self-driven i do uh i do like to spend a lot of time in discord and you know not as much lately which is uh sucked but like just Mixing up, you know, especially in the Apes Discord is, is one of my favorite places just to hang. So, you know, meeting people and and following what they're up to, and they will in turn uh, do the same for you. So, yeah, I mean, you're yeah. what you're saying. All the kind of lessons that you're speaking on remind me a lot of like early Gary V or even like Farouk talks about, you know, uh, or, you know, someone that's in here, video game freak, you know, people that have built such a following uh, of organic community and everyone's like, how's that, how do they do that? And it's really just like, you have to spend the hours like connecting with people. Otherwise it's not going to happen. Like if you, if you want to be a, a really big leader in a community and you don't do anything, you just are like, follow me, like, listen to me. No one's going to listen to you because you're not helping anyone else in the, in the community. No, yeah, it's it's like it, it's hard uh, being involved in other things because I do really cherish the time that I get to spend in in these certain Discord communities like uh, Apes Discord and and you know my fractionalized Ape community mm -hmm. and Pixel Vault and Hunter Rel's Discord. Like there are certain places where I just I really love the people there and I love spending time there and it's uh kind of uh 
don't know the right word. I'm getting a little emotional talking about this, which is odd. Um, I mean, I think it's, uh, <laughs> but I, I think it's so, it's, uh, the, I, I feel the same way. I mean, just being at a, I, I met people in real life for the first time yesterday that, um, are in kind of the community that I'm in. And it is, it was kind of an emotional experience because it's like, we're building such deep bonds with people. And, uh, when you meet someone in real life, it was really crazy because it's like, wow, like this, this is someone that I really connect deeply with that's like, if it weren't for the space, I would have never found, I would have never, I would have never been able to find these guys. And so it's just, it is, it is such a cool thing that, and yeah, and when you put why. your time and energy in it, it makes it even more meaningful. Yeah. I mean, you know, over the past, God, I don't even want to know how many, I mean, I do want to know, but I'm curious how many like discord messages I've sent over the past six months, you know, it's gotta be, like i don't know hundreds of thousands probably like it's just crazy but you know that's what i would spend my time doing when i was uh sucking at my job my day job and not being a a great like family member um would be just engaging with people and it was like just so fun and it still is and that's why i get kind of sad about it now because i have less time even though I, I don't have a another job i just seem like busier so it's been difficult to uh, maintain a presence in those communities that i've been so fond of yeah yeah I, I i get that too and i know that those communities probably uh but as you guys grow those communities grow so they probably everyone actually starts to get less time because you guys probably all like i know hunter probably is constantly busy as well and a lot of the people in those yeah. communities get busier as you guys all kind of keep growing and building. It's it's hard though. It's like, you know, you want to participate and keep up with, you know, with, what's going on. But like, you know, if you do go full time, then you have kind of more of a commitment to yourself. Um, you know, I didn't have when I wasn't doing this full time. It was much more of a like for pleasure mm -hmm. and you know, I didn't need to worry about necessarily uh, earning money. Yeah. And, you know, fortunately, like, before this, and especially now, like, I, I did make an effort to not necessarily need to worry about that because of, you know, the wins that I had, and that was a prere prerequisite for quitting. But still, there's, like, you know, that, that's not going to last forever. So you got to take this time to kind of establish yourself and even companies that will carry you through like the next, you know, years or decades. Yeah. So I, I, I find it kind of difficult to balance all that shit, especially with like, you know, messages. Like I, I really like to respond or at least acknowledge messages that people send me but even still like that can take mm -hmm. you know like two hours a day which seems, seems stupid like like for me to like have that quantity of messages uh but it is time that i'm not spending like in discord which is also kind of a weird thing to say like but it, it is, it is. Something that, i mean especially yeah. you seeing the growth so fast and like you're following i mean it kind of after you hit like 10 to 15 like stuff starts yeah. com compounding real fast and uh 
and, and you start seeing these like yourself in the space and you know uh four months ago the interactions you have like it could be it could be a lot deeper than the, the what you're able to do now but it's also so humbling because you see so many people appreciating what you're doing and following in the space and and you all you don't want to let them down by not responding or not being grateful but i um i i I hear that. I I think uh, as people grow, I think it's an important message too to remind people like the love is still there, right? Like you, you like you know that without each and every person that follows you coming in and and appreciating what you're doing, um, that none of this would be possible, right? Like we're building from the ground up. You're building organically, and as more and more people follow, it is impossible to respond to everyone. But it's like you, you like you just took a moment to be able to say like. Like you really want to be able to be responding to those messages. Sometimes you literally just don't have the the time. Um, but the appreciation yeah. and like the uh, the love for everyone that appreciates what you're doing is never lost, even though you may ha- you may not be able to respond to every every uh, every message that people send you. Yeah, I I know it is. It's a hard balance, man. And and I mean, I'm not even, I've got like 3,500 followers and I get hit up a, a little more often, but I can't even imagine at like 40,000 and 50,000, it would just become unbearable. It would be so hard. So, uh, I mean, th- I mean, there's, a, there's a lot of garbage to it. It's like people just like shilling stuff and you know, you can just mark those. As right. Right. Off, <laughs> <laughs> right. You no, know, no doubt. Uh, and, and a lot of times it's just people who, um, you know, just saying hi or just giving thanks and appreciation. And, you know, then I can just give it back to them and that's, that's kind of the end of it. Um, but then there are the times where people just want advice and, or it's, it's like project feedback and like th- those sorts of things. Like I just can't accommodate right now. Um, yeah. but I mean, if it's, if it's advice, you know, personal advice, then I will try to, to at least say something and kind of uh, push them towards resources that I've used and learned from. So right. at least I'm not like, ignoring them. So, yeah. But, you know, some, some kind of acknowledgement and response uh, is, is what I try to do as like a bigger minimum, but I, it is, it is difficult and I do fail a lot. So, man, this has been, I mean, it's such a, it's, I'm really grateful that you came on the show because we've, we've touched on quite a few things. Um, but it's like, just so cool to hear your journey in the space. I mean, even especially cause it's still so early on and you're just going to continue to grow. Um, we're going to be moving on into community corner here in a second. If you have a question for Tropa Farmer, go ahead and hit that request button. I'll try and bring you up. Um, but I'll ask one more question while we're waiting for some people to request to come up. Please, please though, if you have a question don't be shy come on stage and uh this is one of my favorite parts of the show what's that i'll answer literally literally any question it could be about nfts crypto or life just come up and and yeah ask a question don't be shy uh so while we're waiting on some people to hit that request button um one last thing i wanted to ask you because you've had as you grow a following, there's also more and more um, opinions, right? Like more and more people that follow you or, you know, you, you start getting more retweets. So more and more people are seeing what you say. And so that's a really cool thing because in Web 3.0, it's all about community. Um, and as a brand, you're like, it's it's so important to be able to build your own brand up. Um, but I am curious um because when you're growing so quickly, there's a lot of opinions. And so you have to balance like being true to yourself and ignoring 
FUD and people like just mad about stuff you do, but then also like being self-reflective and like growing if there is feedback and like listening to some of it. Like I'm curious as you've grown, because I know in the last uh, last month you, you've probably had some um, times where you feel like the people you make someone upset about something you say and like tell me a little bit about like uh, that experience and like how you how you handle that as you're as you like grow this like brand of your self-identity in the space uh i i, I kind of like don't i don't know i kind of like don't care a whole lot um just kind of do you just like is there has like, there ever been a moment where someone gives feedback that you're like okay i like or like i went oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah for sure um but like i just find it easier to be myself because i don't have to like think about it too yeah, much you know for, for, sure. better, for better or worse you know what i post and my opinions and what i say are, are are like just my genuine feelings at the time and uh you know it, it just i don't really consider uh and this is probably a bad thing in in some ways but i don't too strongly consider the quantity of people who are seeing what i post um because I feel like it might like affect what I say. And I, I just want to be genuine. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to think too much about it, but in times though, that's been bad. And I do get feedback from people who I, uh, you know, trust and respect. And at that point, you know, it's, it's a good moment of reflection for me. I think that's a I've good... always said, like, you know, if, if I like to call out bullshit and I, I've always said that that, goes for me as well so if somebody sees something that i do or say that's bullshit and they say it to me then i really appreciate that and i will uh, you know listen to it and, and consider it and if it's something that i feel is uh true and something that i need to change then I'll, I'll i'll do it i love that i actually love that you mentioned like the the relationship part that's a, in, attached to that too like it's a lot easier if someone out of nowhere that you never see is talking shit about something that you post is like i don't care what you think but if, if it's it's different if you have a relationship with someone in the space and they they say something like you're you're definitely more prone to listen and think about it so it also goes to show like if you want to be respected or you know in any sort of if you have feedback about someone or what they do like your opinion really doesn't matter unless you like have a relationship with that person i will i will say that like it, it's still a valid opinion though even if we don't have a relationship because i will i will you know obviously see it and listen to it and uh respect it so it's not it's not like if we don't you know if, if we're not even following each other and you say something i think as long as it's done uh respectfully i guess then then it's valid to me. Um, but I will say like, if we do have a relationship, I will, it will have more an effect on me. Yeah. I'll put it that way. That's awesome. All right. We are going to get into community corner. I have quite a few people requesting to come up. I always bring the people up that are, uh, fans of the show, followers of the show up first. So thank you for those of you that are here that, that follow the show. We have quite a few. We're going to try to get as many as possible. Um, but yeah, it's time to get into community corner. Get your catnip and questions ready. It's time for you to take the stage for another segment of community corner. And first one up is NFT Loverboy. Welcome to the stage, man. 
Thanks for having me and congrats Tropo on all the success. Um, one question I had was just um, if you had any advice that you could share on kind of newer people getting into the space and, you know, networking and making more relationships with people. Um, especially like you said, a lot of people's DMs get flooded. So like, yeah, do you have any kind of advice on that and how you would, um, you know, now try to reach out to others? Uh, yes. So I think if you find finding um, people on Twitter that you like to follow or whose viewpoints you agree with or, you know, are of projects that you're interested in, that's one good thing. You know, there are a couple of uh, Twitter lists that I recommend. Dee's has a good one. Uh, Christopher Smith has another. Um, those are good ways to just kind of get connected to more individuals. Um, and then just engage in their replies. And I think that way you'll meet other people. Like, you know, I've said before, I met I met Hunter through replies to Beanie's posts. So that would have ever, never have happened if we hadn't been engaging in Twitter. And I think that's where I first saw VGF as well. So that's a nice way to, to get connected to uh, broader audiences, but also strongly recommend finding some Discord communities. Like uh, Pixel Vault's great. Uh, the one Discord, uh, Hunter's Discord as well. Just, just these kind of general places that aren't, necessarily associated with any one product you know obviously pixel vaults more aligned with their products but places where you know communities form around nfts is is great just for getting educated and forming relationships and being exposed to new products or strategies and just kind of generally having a good time yeah, I love that. I mean, it's it really goes back to that organic. I mean, it's so it's it's easy to say after you've built it, but it's like in the moment, like it is a grind and like if you're just starting out, you got to realize that the time and effort that's been put in by people like Tropo is just like insane when he's starting all the the uh, engaging that he was doing in the space, connecting with people. And I think if you're not willing to put in the hours, you'll never see it. So it's, it really goes back down to the drive and finding people you connect with that are on a similar level and then like growing with them. Um, I think that's really important. I mean, everyone that, you know, all, all the people that Tropo you're like really close to, they, they only had a few thousand too, you know, four months ago. And now you all have like 30,000 yeah. followers. So it's a uh, it's easier when you build with people instead of like like you can't always look up and be like you know like you you were talking about Beanie back in the day he had even more followers so he wasn't like someone that was really going to pay attention but because you start connecting uh, through his tweets a lot I know you've you've kind of got, got um, connected to him now too so people pay attention to the way you're growing yeah in, in March I sent him a DM I think he was like jokingly asking for an intern. Yeah, I remember that. I sent him a DM too. <laughs> I sent him a DM and I was like, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he didn't respond to it, of course. Um, <laughs> he laughed at me when now, I sent it to him. <laughs> but now, like, we, we like work together. So it's just, it just goes to show, like, e e even though we were like, <laughs> like at each other's throats, basically, uh, and he said this before, it's like, you can, you can, not that we hate each other, but you know, you can, you can dislike people, but still work together or invest in them. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I love it. Um, All right, Q Rhyme is on stage. Q Rhyme, what's going on, man? 
Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, Joe? Yeah, how you doing? I just, uh, I have a sort of simple question, and maybe you don't know. Maybe nobody knows. But uh, considering the current ecosystem, like, with, like, huge gas and high entry fees on everything, do you think, like, Layer 2, or do you think, like, totally different chains will be, like, pivotal in, in sort of new projects? You know, as I think a lot of people are thinking of, you know, how are they going to drop their first project? What's going to be the best in this current atmosphere? And, you know, I think a lot of us don't really know. Like, do you have any insight on that? Or, you know, is it still too early to tell? Uh, I, dude, I don't, I don't fucking know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's very transparent on this show. I have to say, I appreciate that. I mean, you, <laughs> it reminds me when I was like, how do you decide? You're like, whoever pays me the most money, I'm going to help them out. <laughs> That was not true, by the way. <laughs> I mean, to some uh, no. extent, you have to you have to do that though. You have to make sure they do pay you though. You can't you can't yeah. do your you can't give services for free, man. No, but like I I think there are opportunities in other chains, or even like Polygon. Like I started collecting on Tezos on hand back in like March because that's like I could just that's they had insane value and they still do on art. And I wanted to, I didn't even know I was like into collecting art, but I, I am. And that was a way where I could take profits from Ethereum and really stretch them and get like a ton of value out of it. So I've been collecting on there for a while. And, you know, I think with traditional quote unquote, traditional like Ethereum projects. Yeah. I mean, we're seeing that with Solana and, and shit. Like I think there will certainly be, uh, a place for them on other chains where cost of entry is much lower. That's a that's a good question, though. I think that's uh, important to think about. I um I got Herb on the stage, and I want to give you a shout out to her because you've been in I think the last three shows now. So I really appreciate you taking time to to come to these shows and and actually uh, ask to come up on stage. But go ahead, man. The first thing I wanted to do was just give a big shout out to the host, but let everybody know that Tropo is a is a culture maker. Like mm-hmm. This isn't just about NFTs. This isn't just about uh, you know taking our families to Disneyland was what Tropo wanted. And I remember going into the Discord and like wanting to build value so that Tropo could take his family to Disneyland. And then he said like I'm not selling till it's a house. And then he said like. <laughs> I'm not doing anything until I'm fully in the industry. And then he said, you know, I'm going to show my ass at 5K. <laughs> and every time he's done it. And every single time we've been surprised how fast it happened. And I think that ultimately, like, I remember one post that stands out to me is like, people are spending a lot of ETH, but they won't like put that towards young artists or on hen where you could take the same amount of liquidity and go far. And so Tropo, like, how do you see this moment in time for individuals? Like, why? What does this mean? I mean, as open-ended as I can make that for you to, to talk about, like, your collection and how you view that. I mean, you you got to DM people, you know, you got about dicks. Like, you got to, <laughs> to, to see all this know. stuff. But how do you view yourself as a collector? I don't, I don't know. It's just it's just fun, man. It's like, I feel very fortunate to, to be able to, you know, even collect stuff, you know, to be in a position where I can earn, uh, earn internet money and then spend internet money. Like that's why 
I think that's why it kind of took me so long to get to the point where I could quit my job is because I would just take like the ETH that I made and just either buy uh, other projects or put it, put it into like art that I just wanted to collect uh, really with no expectation of selling. So I, uh, I love, I mean, I forgot to mention that though in the show. And I always, I really, uh, when I looked back at your early DMS about your smart goals that you made when you first entered the space, it's just crazy to see, some of the goals that you had and how you've like exceeded them. So I'm glad that Herb had mentioned that. Like those are, uh, it was really cool to set like little smart, like in like small stepping stones for yourself in the space. And uh, I know what, I think one of your goals was to eventually quit your job and like, look like a few months later, here we are. Um, And so huge shout out to you for that. And I think that's also a good reminder to people starting out like, like his first goal wasn't to quit his job. Like first goal was like make enough for a trip. And, uh, and I think that's smart, like make small goals and, and, and huge shout out to you because after I saw that post, it actually made me kind of revisit and think about like setting smaller goals for myself instead of it's a lot easier to get to the, the grand scheme of things when you have those stepping stones along the way. Yeah. And you definitely got to have like a a vision, I think for where you want to be. Um, but, you know, I believe it or not, but I was uh, a manager of people at my previous job. Like, I was like the guy who provided them with guidance, which is weird. But it, well, it you know, is. It's funny, but now look at you here. <laughs> look at you in this space. I mean, it's it's uh, the transfer. The skills have transferred over, man. Yeah, and it it is like it. You know, just like just like in your professional life, because um, this, you know, I did I did consider this to be a a profession, uh, but it is good to, and even I think essential, to make goals. And the beautiful thing about right now where we're at with all the people here is like they will support you, and it's so easy to meet them because of that. You know, you're not gonna. It's it's gonna be extremely difficult. To meet goals on your own yes. unless they're not very lofty um, yeah. but if you know if they are aspirational as long as they're realistic then I think we have the, the community here that will uh, will help you with that and that's really why it's so important to find places like uh, you know board apes or you know people on Twitter or other discord communities that you vibe with that are interested and dedicated to helping you succeed yes yeah i love it i love that you keep mentioning community we too love like you, yeah it's so important thanks Herb, yeah, for we like the tropo. <laughs> everyone likes the tropo man diego i saw you had a question i brought you up on stage what's going on man hi what's going on guys i uh well thank you for letting me speak first of all and uh you know it's kind of just weird just because i did my Coinbase wallet like six months ago, and then I was in between jobs, and uh, I got jobs at Bonhams. So you know, got in contact with NFTs as well. Just you know, kind of a month ago when when I started, but I was always looking at the space and uh, did my MetaMask yesterday, Discord yesterday, started following people just like 48 hours ago, and here I am. So uh, awesome, pretty, pretty mad. Glad to pretty have you mad. here. So thank you, thank you. So for Tropo, I had like just a couple of questions uh, because I I am still, you know, I, I'm a senior whiskey specialist. So what I do is help people 
collecting, you know, rare whiskies and spirits and liqueurs, but mainly whiskey, you know, kind of uh, a boom of what happened with NFTs happened in the whiskey world at least a couple of years ago, and I was still growing a lot. And uh, so really kind of know the space, but I was really fascinated when you were talking about applications of NFTs in the future. And one thing that is very much the same as NFT on bottles, whether it's wine or whiskey, like in my case, is authenticity. And, and I'm just like trying to think on how, you know, the NFT or the blockchain technology could be linked to a physical thing that someone's approved because yet again, for example, in my case, or if you're a specialist in, you know, I don't know, contemporary art, like a picture of Banksy or whatever it is, but kind of putting a seal of approval, there is, you know, like there is no question makes it real. Uh, something that can be changed. And the second question, and it's just an opinion, just because I'm new to the space, is uh, I just fell in love completely. I'm not watching anything else but Mechaverse as, a, as an NFT. So just, you know, wanted your opinion on that. And thank you. Yeah. Uh, so the first part, like, I don't know how to solve that problem. I think that's like a massive opportunity, uh, but also a massive problem is like, how do you give the same level of authenticity and verification to a physical object that you can with the token. And like, I don't, I don't think you can, but I think you get pretty close. Uh, I don't know how, but it, it, I know there are people working on it and I, I don't know uh, exactly the details of those solutions, but if you have things like, you know, high-end whiskey or watches or cars or pieces of art, you know, or like even anything, like I don't know why anything necessarily can have uh, a tokenized, you know, uh, certificate of authenticity associated with it. But like it's going to add so much value to the thing that you're selling, um, not to mention just like the discoverability. Like if you have your whiskeys, right, you have your your collection of rare whiskeys and maybe you work with collectors and represent their their bottles on their behalf like you can aggregate all that stuff using blockchain uh and, and present it in a marketplace like you could sell that shit on OpenSea if you wanted to even you know and i think there's like so much more opportunity for reducing the friction of these like specialized buys um because you you have that built-in trust provided that the solution for Putting that token uh, authentication onto the physical is is trusted, and that's like really the tricky part. I don't know if it's like the technology necessarily, but like gaining the gaining the trust of the buyer to to um, accept that your physical thing is is connected to the token, but also educating them that the token is really the authentication, but it is like, it is such a weird and interesting problem because the token is the the authentic version, but but it's nothing, you know, it represents a physical thing, the actual thing. So, like, what's... <laughs> it is, it's a tough, I think there's a lot of people working on trying to figure that out, but there's definitely, I mean, without a doubt, is like trying to figure out how you can connect because like then if you sell the whiskey and you still have the NFT and then you buy a fake one, you can't, like yeah, you can't like this gotta like, be. 
it makes it it's easy it's easy if you keep things like in a in a vault mm-hmm. and then you just have to like provide enough trust that the vault uh is not tampered with because then the token's always associated via the custodians of the vault um that it's you know has has not been separated and that's that's a lot easier and i think probably where we'll see uh some first applications of this this idea but you know people don't want to keep shit in a vault like they want to take it out and wear it or or drink it so that's a that's a uh, really good question i don't i don't know like Dude, it's uh, it, it, we're early. That's something I want to solve. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a it's a problem that <laughs> will have to get solved. I mean, that's it, NFTs are a solution for that. It's just a matter of figuring out how. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's still early days, but again, I wasn't looking for a solution. Just you know, an opinion because obviously, as I said, <laughs> I am. If I, if I, if I'm not new, because I mean, this is for 48 hours, even if I spend already, you know, sleepless nights in this couple of days. But you know, just just you know, nice just to to get perspective. That's all. Like, uh, you know, you say you're new, but, like, every, dude, everybody's fucking new. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm in, I'm in like, some of these, uh, I'm in this private Discord, and they open up for new members, and, like, people come in, and they're like, oh, man, I'm new. And, uh, you know, there's kind of a, a, a reverence for the people that have been there. But, like, the new people are what makes this so exciting, right? They, they mm-hmm. come in with their experiences, and their lives and their perspectives and their their uh, things that they can teach the quote unquote old people. Mm-hmm. So you're you're new in terms of like how how long you've been exposed to it, but you're not new in terms of like your life and what you can offer. And you have such cool like a very unique like thing that you do, which is really cool. Like bringing new people in the space. This is why it's so exciting when we ever, whenever we onboard people, is because you have so much to offer the community. Everyone in their own unique way can offer so much. So thanks, Diego, for being here. Really appreciate it. Hey, you know, Thank you guys. Yeah, I had yeah. Uh, the opportunity yesterday, Tropo, to meet uh, the guy that's going to be speaking next, which is Pat. And uh, he's a crazy dude, but he's dude, this, uh, tank anchors. Yes, sir. I met him in person yesterday. He is a, <laughs> such a fun guy and I'm glad he uh, requests to come up to have him on stage. Um, first off, Pat, are you hung over today? Because last night. Was... <laughs> oh, yes, I went. I'll probably go back to sleep. Time, man, like. <clears throat> I had catfish for the first time last night. It was, <laughs> it, you know, what it tasted like chicken. This other guy was telling me I wish they had hot sauce and forest sauce. But I had one little thing. Tropo, you remember you used to? Oh, and it, first of all, Carl was great. Me, you also like you also you, you were saying before how you could you see the uh, avatar picture and then you see like the real life person. It's like oh, so all right, I get it now. But um, yeah, I, I love it. About Tropo, you used to post the feet, right? The foot picture. Oh yeah, still do. No, I mean it looks like someone's foot ate a M2 serum, and that's <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's all I had. That's all I <laughs> that that makes you know this well, is the perfect way to get close to ending this is with Pat coming on stage. Rupo's <laughs> a heavy hitter though, or oh, always been. So he's always yeah. out there. Dude, Pat, were you at were you at the the rocket launch? Yeah, I was. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I was watching that on Twitter, and I saw like I saw you go up to the mic, and like you said, like I'm Tank Hankerous, and then yeah, the key went back. I was like, oh shit, that's bad. Crazy. I didn't, I didn't see that. Wow. Yeah. 
<laughs> you you don't even know what's going on, Pat. He's he's out there <laughs> doing crazy shit, and then he looks back. He's like, "Wow, did that happened last night. What the hell?" No, I mean, no, I, I, I that's that's yeah. It was such a, it was a fun party, man. Everyone was cool, so man. <laughs> it's so cool <laughs> being uh, able to meet people, meet people that are on the space, and then be able to meet them in real life. Is so it's such a journey, and then also to be able to connect. And if you stay anonymous, and it's really special because then it's like there's a special connection. You know what the person looks like and stuff that other people don't. And it's just it's it's a pretty cool thing. Uh, and have you have you went tropo to any of the meetups for the apes yet? Uh, yeah, crime and I met up at a bar. Oh, right on. Dude, yeah. He drank the M2, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was nice. He bought me a beer. He bought me a chicken sandwich. It was awesome. (laughs) It's a weird, it's a weird, like, feeling when you see somebody in person and, like, you know, a future, it feels like we've been friends, like, months, Mm -hmm. years, you know? And it's it's such an interesting sort of experience, you know? Because I've met with a couple people now and it. It's the same feeling every time. It's like, oh, dude, it's good to see you again. But I, I just saw you on Twitter like 20 minutes ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a, uh, it's, it's, it's awesome. I'm really looking forward to, to NFT NYC. Oh, it's gonna be crazy. Uh, for that reason, like, did you find the ticket yet, Tropo? No, I don't have a ticket. <laughs> He'll get one. He'll uh, get one. It's a, it's on Hunter. a smart goal list. <laughs> well, I was counting on Hunter to get me one, and. Uh, <laughs> He, uh, I think he's, I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna make it happen. That's but awesome. Regardless, if I, if I don't actually get a ticket, I'm fine. I'll just go fuck around during the day. Well, you know what? There's one other question that someone asked that I actually personally connected to. I need to figure out who it was so I can shout them out. They posted it on the, uh, the Twitter thing. And I, I, uh, I've been experiencing this a little more. Um, and I really feel connected to you in the way that you have a, a young kid and a wife at home. And, um, the balance of personal professional has always been a struggle or like you always have to balance that. But I, there was a question about how you balance that now with, um, being so connected in these new communities. And I found the same thing. Like, I feel like I'm sometimes I, I need to disconnect from my phone sometimes and, and make sure to find ways to do a better job of that. I was curious if you've, if you feel the same way or any, anything that you felt like has helped you out that maybe you can share with me. Um, because that's, a you know, family always comes first and, and being in love with these new communities, um, is so important. But then at the same time is like, we, we've got to find that balance so that we don't lose the people we love in real life too. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, so true. Like I, I have done a bad job with that. Um, me too, dude. This, this one get me yeah. emotional too. Yeah. My wife definitely like picks up the slack like big time. So if you, if you don't have uh support, uh, to, to pick up your shortcomings, then, uh, I think you need to re-examine what's going on. Uh, but even still, with that, you know, I I, I got some advice uh, to just take, just like take some time off. Uh, so, like you know, when my kids get home from school or daycare, you know, from then from that point until like when they go to bed, it's kind of where I where I try not to, to do anything, uh, you know, phone related. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's really 
helped because then I can just I can do whatever the fuck I want after that, you know. Yeah. Like I'll spend a little bit of time with my wife uh, after they go to bed sometimes, and then she'll go to sleep, and then you know, I'll be up till I don't know, like one or two. And then. I know, mean, I feel like uh, also having a relationship with your spouse where they can like be honest and tell you like like put your phone down for you know like this is like you need to put your phone down right now for a while or you know like where they can where you you they you know you can have an open conversation they like like I know my wife know like she uh she respects like she knows I'm driven and she knows I'm always on my phone but then you know it just makes it more like when she tells me hey you know like we're at dinner put the phone down is like like yeah, of course. Like yeah. I need to, I need to do a better job. And so, like having a supportive spouse, but then also like listening to them is really important. Um, I, I think that the the time balance and the space is something that's really important to talk about because as a space grows, like like the, it just consumes more and more time. So always, uh, never forgetting to to make sure to disconnect for the the really important stuff in life is always going to be like a key to success for, um, for our own personal and professional lives. Yeah. It's like my, uh, I've got a six year old and, uh, he started like hitting me, uh, just to like get my attention. Like it just kind of like slapping me and, uh, I didn't even like think about it. And, you know, I realize now that, He's just doing it to to get my attention, which is like, it's, it's uh, it's really sad to uh think that that's what he needs to do. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely, definitely like trying to pay attention to those signs and and have people around you that are are looking out for them because, uh, you know, it's 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 not worth it. Yeah, I appreciate you. I mean, I'm getting emotional talking about this too, because that's something I need to do a better job of. And actually my, uh, my daughter does a similar thing. Um, the group of men up here being so, emotional is wonderful. So it's, it's, it's this appreciated. Exactly it's truly wholesome. This is exactly what we need. Yeah. I mean, it's, these are important conversations. I mean, family always comes first. So you gotta, you gotta yes, take sir. a step back and, we uh, love you, Thanks, man. Well, well, Tropo, this has been um, an amazing show. I really appreciate you taking time to come on. Um, if you, if uh, do you want to plug anything um, going on? Um, everyone should. I think um, almost everyone in here probably already follows Tropo. But if you don't, you should be go to follow him. Um, keep up with what he's got going on. But is there anything that you want to plug, dude? Uh, I want to plug eggs. <laughs> what what's eggs? Tell me more. <laughs> You know the food, eggs. I like eggs. Yeah, yeah you if you go to Trope, he's got like the driest humor of them all. So, yeah. <laughs> I have, <laughs> I have a I very dry know. sense of humor too. I, I'm excited. We're gonna have to meet up, Trope. I think, I think I'd, uh, I think I'd have a good time having a beer with you. So we'll have to, we'll have to connect. I'm gonna yeah. really try to get to NFT NYC, but uh, the family thing is. Aren't you uh, here? 
Dude, aren't you in there? I'm in, you're in the NYC. I'm in NYC right now, but I flew here just for this Des the Des drop oh, and personal corner stuff. So I'm I'm not from New York City, but I I want to come back. It's a it's a great place to be. But I appreciate you taking time and coming on the show, man. Um, giving some real insights and and just being transparent, and then uh, uh, and obviously like the real talk um, is really appreciated because I think uh, it's important in this space to keep thinking about how we grow. Uh, and, and at the end of the day, you know, we are human and we have to make sure we take time for ourselves too, as we continue to grow this important space out. So I appreciate you talking about that as well. Um, if yeah, you, of course, thanks for having me. of course, man, if you, if you missed any part of the show, I'm going to get it up. I'll uh, post it. I know we had a lot of people coming in and out. Um, huge shout out for so many people coming in and, and listening into Tropo, given kind of his journey. Um, and, but yeah, if you miss anything, you can, um, follow the crazy about crypto show and I will post in just a little bit, uh, the, the full interview, um, that you can listen to on the podcast. And, uh, until next time, this has been another episode of crazy this about crypto show. Production of Gutter Cat Studios. All conversations with crazy Carl are for educational purposes only. You should never take financial advice from a cat or anybody really, especially financial advisors. Take control of your own financial future and do your own research always. That's all for now. Until next time, we'll see you in the metaverse.